0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. It's a beautiful weekend. Uh, it's a holiday time, and I'm full of food and fun and all of that. Why don't you, before we get into the show, tell everybody, because we've been eating at some great places in the last couple of days.
1: So it really is the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, we have been out and about. It's the
0: most wonderful I'm sorry, did I interrupt? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that.
1: Um. So uh, we have been out and about. We had um, all of our family home for Thanksgiving, which was really fabulous. And before Tess made her way back to uh, Arizona, we took her down to the holiday market downtown, which is really fabulous this year. So if you have an opportunity, go down, support Uh, All these fabulous craft artisans are doing really fun things. We went over to the Riggs uh, Hotel and Riggs Cafe right next door for dinner afterwards. That was good. It was good. It's a really lovely property. I'm glad we had an opportunity to go there. Um, Super simple menu. I mean, you can do it up if you want to, but... um, Delicious. We did also head out to Tyson's to the new Capital One Center, which is Mammoth. There's uh this like Disney World, huge uh, area called the Perch, which has a variety of activations and entertainment spaces. Um, we did have them in studio, and we went to the Ren in the Watermark Hotel for dinner where chef Yao is really doing this fantastic Asian-inspired menu. Um and where
0: our old old friend from like 20 years ago, Iman, Iman Butler's the I GM. Know. He's so great. Fame has found him.
1: And then lastly, we did sit down for that very long but very delicious like 18-course dinner at Chiquette. Uh, Danny Yato's uh, restaurant over in Glover Park. They did receive a Michelin star, and really there is a reason for it. It is a a lovely, lovely way to spend the evening. The food is really delicious. The staff is really knowledgeable. The hospitality is really there, and it um, it is not precious, which was always my concern with an experience like that. Um, so if uh, you're looking for something special, I would definitely recommend it. Well,
0: I eat and run. The fact that she could get me to sit for three hours know, or something I like that, was a miracle. I normally don't to those kinds uh, of dinners. And The food was really crazy. Okay, It was just go ahead. good. All right. Let's so, get on. And it's a crazy show. Of course, we've got Deb Moser from Central Farm Markets who's going to tell you all about what's happening at market. Uh, we are going to have fun with our friends J.P. Sabatier, Ralph Brabham, and Brabham. How am I saying that? Brabham or Brabham? Brabham. Brabham.
2: Like grab them, like
0: grab them, grab them. And Drew Porterfield, <laughs> they they own Jane Jane down on Fourteenth Street. It opened a couple of months ago, and it's crushed, crushed, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: So,
0: yeah. Okay. No, no, don't start. Uh, well, you uh, asked him. A well, question. I just say right, just say right, JP. Yes. All right. And it's a oh great, God. great cocktail bar, a ton of fun. They're on um, Chef Ed Revis and his wife Jennifer Meltzer are with us. They own Money Muscle Barbecue, uh, which is a awesome food truck and all set restaurant. Uh, In Silver Spring, we're going to be hearing what's going on for holiday. And they did bring lobster rolls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim McLaughlin is CEO and founder of GoTab. It's a restaurant um, e-commerce platform. Uh, We'll hear more about that, too. It's very complex and very cool. And my buddies, Tommy Titouris and Matt Crowley from Chicago State Company are here. If you want to hear about how you get the best tomahawks to your house and more to your house for the holidays, these guys are going to tell you. Uh, let's talk to Deb first. Deb, good what morning, is happening? Good good Central morning.
1: Farm Markets. Hey, it's almost yeah. like I took speed
0: this we're morning, ready. and I didn't. I'm just.
1: Okay, can you stop talking? Jacked up. <clears throat> we're ahead. getting ready for the holidays. Yes, and so and what's happening at the markets?
3: Oh my gosh! You know, one thing that people don't realize is a lot of our prepared food vendors or bakers do catering. Hmm. And they can go ahead and cater a dinner for you, or they can uh, prepare all of your baked goods if you're having a party, or if you're not in the mood to bake your own cookies this year, we've got some great bakers out there baking cookies. So uh, you really should check out each and every one of them, uh, because you might find some very good things that you can take home and Put out for every, all your guests.
1: But how do you recommend doing that? Is this something you advise people to do while at the market? Is it better to go to your website and and do it there? How do you advise people to sort of do that so it's easy?
3: That's a good question. Both ways, actually. Mm -hmm. If you know the vendor very well, then you know probably you've been in touch with them before and you know what they've got. A lot of them will put out menus for the holiday seasons for their goodies, So that's one way. If you come to the market, you can talk to them directly Mm -hmm. and you can say, Hey, are you doing any catering? Can you do a platter for me? Can you do this? They all love to do it. Uh, They'll be there. They're excited. And uh, so it's something a lot of people don't think about, but these people are really good cooks. So take advantage of it. No,
1: it's an excellent point of view because um, I think lots of people need last minute gifts, last minute, you know, uh, housewarming gifts with all the parties and everything, since we're right. all hopefully back in it. Um, so uh, it's a great thing to pick up at the market that you can bring there and sort of That's always right. have on hand. I love and it.
3: We'll, we'll focus on those in the next coming weeks, what you can actually bring and do mm-hmm. for gifts. Um, there's always the uh, gift, c- gift certificate sorry, uh, to Central Farm Markets, makes a great stocking stuffer, dreidel stuffer or any stuffer. So uh, if you have a foodie in your life, right? Um, you know, for foodies in your life, then I will tell you, people love those gift certificates. They're great for teachers and all sorts of gifts. I
1: love that idea. All right, um, Deb, tell us where we can find you online, please.
3: Yeah, centralfarmmarkets.com. You'll find everything there. Look up our weekly e-blast and you can find links to the vendors and specials. We have a great uh, standing rib roast special going on this oh, week. So.
1: All right, great. All
0: right, Deb, thank you so I'm much. In the next show, we'll right, find you. out how you Having make it stand. Day. Right, i okay? will talk to you next all right. week. All right, now let's get J.P., Ralph, and Drew up there. Hi, guys. Guys, first and foremost. No, no, no.
1: Sorry. They are my friends. And they're I my want friends. To talk Wait a minute. Are we them. not friends? No, you're we're friends. All friends
0: we're all
4: we're friends. friends. Oh Nikki, but you they, are such a
0: snob. They are boy. my
1: friends first. Yeah. Boy, my so thing. I thing. am going to talk to them first, <laughs> first. You have friends in the studio too. You can talk to them. I do. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like my friends better.
0: So, <laughs> screw you guys. Um, I know you guys talk-
1: have been uh, social friends for a really long time. Uh, it's always hard to uh, start a business with friends. What made you guys decide to come together with your differing restaurant backgrounds and uh, open up a cocktail bar?
5: I mean, I we as you said, we have we've known each other for a really long time, um, and we're all kind of industry vets. Uh, Ralph and Drew already own um, both Bowtie Bowtie Mount Pleasant, and there's a Bowtie and Shaw as well as BKK Cookshop off of um, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and. New Jersey. Our, New Jersey, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had worked at multiple other locations, Maidon, Compass Rose. i also worked for Rappahannock Wasted Barn. We started spending time together and um, did a little pop-up called Dot Spot and had a lot of fun with it. Um, and then just decided to kind of continue venturing into opening a business together. Um, and this, this phenomenal opportunity right on 14th Street um, on the corner of 14th and R kind of presented itself. And, and we... Just put our minds together to open a tiny little classic cocktail bar. Well,
0: that's what I was going to ask you before I was so rudely, you know. (laughs) Uh, I mean, your location is perfect. You could not be in a better spot. But what was it you thought you could do that other folks in that area, at least, aren't doing with cocktails? Because cocktails are so huge now.
5: Yeah, I do think – and and I think that D.C. in particular does have a lot of really amazing cocktail bars. 14th Street – um, did, does have but a, like it did like got, it doesn't it, it doesn't anymore. Oh, um, you yeah. know, like uh, Two Birds One Stone, Adam Burdenbach which is a phenomenal um, um bartender I just mixologist. Tweeted, I, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, uh communicated with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's awesome. great. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, but you know, Two Birds closed down um a couple of years ago, and there was this like there was this opportunity for uh, a classic cocktail bar to kind of like take over 14th Street, and I I don't think we knew how much 14th Street needed a cocktail bar until mm-hmm. we opened and we were like, oh, there's yeah. a line. I mean,
2: well, so
1: for <laughs> people really want it. But for people who want a better understanding of what the cocktail bar signifies, like what was your all vision of the cocktail bar?
4: I think we wanted to create a place in D.C. that we would that we wanted to go. We mm-hmm. we wanted to create something that was a little bit other. Not that there aren't small cocktail spots here, but when we when we traveled in the past we've always gravitated towards cozy spots like uh, uh chicago has a ton of great small yes, they do. spots uh, drew and i randomly not randomly very intentionally for his birthday a couple years ago we're in paris and we stumbled on this um, randomly we randomly went, went to paris we just randomly <laughs> ended, ended up in paris everybody, you right. know. That's, that's called a humble brag right? Right. Uh, <laughs> there is nothing <laughs> humble about that uh, brag <laughs> And we we ended up going to um, a, a restaurant uh, that that they had a wait list and they had a sister spot that was just a little wine bar and we we went to it and it was basically what Jane Jane is except for it was wine focused and the the the, the bartender did a little bit of everything uh, mm-hmm. in terms of plating food. And, drinks, and we thought this is what DC needs. All right, we're well, going to hear
5: good. more about right, it.
1: Right, but first, what are you pouring next? Just tell us quickly. We are, on are
5: doing one of our house features called the Gin Soaked felon. It's got a little gin, gin uh, St. Germain, grapefruit, lime, um, kind of a, a great way to start because we're going to be drinking a, a couple of cocktails this morning, so all I right. thought we'd start off slow. All right, for Drew and
0: Ralph, and since they were in Paris, it's Saint-Germain. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. so uh, I, we got to talk to Ed Rebus and uh, Jennifer Meltzer about Money Muscle Barbecue first and foremost. And then we'll talk about All Set and the, what's going on but with the holidays. I think you're doing it
1: wrong because All Set was your initial, right? And then but Money Must that, that
0: is one of the great food trucks in this city. It is. Oh, it is. And um, I, so let's let, kind of let's start from the beginning. How did you guys meet? How did you get into the biz? <laughs> <laughs> it's
6: funny. We opened. Um, we met at the yeah. Capitol Grill. Sorry, we met at the Capitol Grill right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We opened it together. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real quick story. Jen, I was a broiler cook. Jen was mm-hmm. a server. She um, was in a ribeye selling contest that she won. <laughs> I had to make her ribeye. The next day, she let me know she had steak and eggs, and the rest is history. That's what right. That? <laughs> and she said, "Marry
0: me, and let's start a food truck.
1: But now you guys have been on the show multiple times, and during the pandemic, you know, you really pivoted with the barbecue truck. Mm-hmm. Now that we're sort of here, um, what's happening for you all with the barbecue truck, with the catering, and then with All Set? Like, how are things balancing out? Because, you know, I think we were all in the industry a little myopic about how we had to be about things. And now that things are shifting yet again, mm-hmm. how are you adjusting to all of that?
6: Well, we just bought another truck.
1: All right. Um, a
6: brand new one. So, <laughs> uh-huh. you know. He said, hey, Jen, let's spend some more money. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, the used trucks are tough. You know, after you put all that money into repairing mean, them, it's rough. But having a new truck, now allows us to venture out further and, and, and take this So what's the your
0: range of travel? Where are you taking the truck?
6: Um, I'm working now to take it to Southern Virginia, which is my hometown. Really? Yeah. Like how far? Like the bottom. Like and right near you, North Carolina. Like <laughs> Stewart, guys- Stewart, Virginia in that area? In, like southeast? In southeast Petersburg, southwest? I mean? South, like in, uh, Petersburg, Emporia. Or so let's remind miles. people
1: of the kinds of things that, you, that you're making mm-hmm. with Money Muscle Barbecue, like your sort of structure of the barbecue.
6: Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I call it. We do multi multi regional. Um, you know, there's Texas style brisket. Um, I like the Kansas City style sauces. I do Carolina style pulled pork because that's what I grew up on. Um, so you can get a little bit of everything at Mighty mm-hmm. uh, Muscle. Nice.
1: And then um, we're gonna take a quick break. Mm-hmm. But why don't you talk about what you just brought in? Because this today? is not And then we'll pork. we'll come back and talk. <laughs> we'll
2: about <before>. We brought in a sample from all set of our main style lobster roll. It's We do it two ways. One is hot, tossed, and mm. butter. today. I think we're presenting our cold with a lime Tabasco mayonnaise and then some of our slow smoked chicken wings with a house-made dry rub uh, that you smoke for three, three,
0: low and slow, three or four hours, just the way it's supposed to be. Um, Yum. Okay. Nice There's a third way for your lobster roll. I call it in my stomach. Yeah. That's what's Okay. <laughs> so
1: while uh, David um, shoves it in his mouth, we're going to take a quick break. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast. We're talking to Ed Revis and uh, Jen Meltzer from Money Muscle Barbecue, an all-set restaurant, all-sets in Silver Spring, and Money Muscle is on wheels, so it's everywhere. Um <laughs>
1: But I think was, you forgot to say, what? when um, during the pandemic, we actually brought the food truck to our house, uh-huh. and we sort of offered it to the neighborhood. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't pay for it. Everybody had to pay for the own. <laughs> I mean, I'm generous, but let's not get crazy. And we hate um, most of our neighbors, but no, just but, kidding. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I forgot we're was, on the radio. It was such a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Just as, like, a neighborhood thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing it then because people couldn't go out to restaurants. But I love the idea of inviting, uh, you know, like, a food truck to the house and mm-hmm. then doing it to the neighbors. So are you finding that people are still doing that kind of stuff? People
2: are still doing that, mm-hmm. um, which is lovely because during the sort of really cold days of the pandemic, that kept all set in business. Mm. Our, the money muscle pivots was old. That right. was the thing <laughs> right. that really kept us going. And I think people really loved meeting their neighbors and being outdoors. Mm -hmm. And it's just fantastic for graduation parties, Mm -hmm. just, you know, private parties. The food truck is wonderful. We can do all different kind of setups. Um, But that neighborhood thing is really fun. We met
0: neighbors I've I've never even seen before. (laughs) Seriously, they came from a couple blocks away. Yeah, You know, it was great. So I want to kind of get – I'm going to stay on the pandemic subject line because that had that must have busted up your supply chain. Mm-hmm. It must have forced you to look again at, at at how you source and your resources. Tell a little about that because people don't think about that. They just think I ordered something; it's coming from the restaurant. But
6: no, I mean a couple of different ways it hit us because we are primarily a seafood restaurant, and you know the thought of packaging all that food up and sending it, we didn't love. So it's like we need to we need to adjust the cuisine, adjust the menu. Mm-hmm. I mean, our whole menu changed. We were doing a la carte. I was doing just like a, you can just get a chicken breast, you just can get a salmon. Like Weird stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> to the point where my expo line turned from being, it turned into a to-go station mm. in my expo line. And crab prices have gone up, meat prices have gone up. Uh, when I first started the barbecue, I was paying $2 a pound for, for ribs. Now I'm paying. Oh, and
1: then chicken wings, right? Was it there like a run on chicken wings? Chicken wings, wings was unreal.
6: Chicken wings was literally, and it still is Have unreal. You, do you know how many chickens
0: there are in America now running around with no wings? <laughs> yes, it's a It's
6: called this radio station. And then there's no one to process the chicken wings. So that it was a, a combination of things mm. that really, really hit us.
1: And mm. so now that we're here, what, is, what does it look like for both of you with both restaurant? I mean, well, with the truck mm. and the two, trucks. Uh, the two trucks and all set. Like, what does it look like? How are you guys rolling it out?
2: I think it forced all restaurant operators and just business owners in general to look at how they operate and how they're going to diversify the different streams of income. We had the in-store dining, and then all of a sudden it was to go and delivery, so that was the reinvention. And then it was the barbecue trucks. And now it's sort of tapping back into adding back on the specials that we've always had it all set. We've always done a half-price wine Wednesday, Mm -hmm. but now that we're doing – I'm partnering each – Month with a different uh, vendor of ours to come with themed holiday food and wine pairings that you can start your evening out with and then have a bottle um, more at a retail price. Um, so, looking for the value and different price levels to engage the consumers, whether you still want to get to go and delivery or if you want to sit on our patio. Um, there's all kind of different things.
1: I know, but like uh, that feels like a lot of balls in the air, right? Yeah, it, it like make, It's I mean, stressing
0: me out. It is. It's it feels lot. like it takes a lot of balls in the air.
2: It <laughs> does. It takes a lot of orchestration and sort of communicating, so it's great to have a, a great uh, – we work with Saver Marketing and PR. They help get our message out. Oh, no, they're okay. We the do. show is sponsored by Saver PR <laughs> Marketing. No, it really is a really – you know, it helps organize us because there's so many things that go into just the restaurant, and then you have to think – about ways to continue to well messaging right, right. absolutely like, promote- mm-hmm. you could do all these things but if
1: you just tell the people in the room right. right.
2: They're exactly. not, you
1: know, Literally. you have to reach out to
2: other environs.
0: Like being on the radio. Like
2: being right. on a like wonderful a podcast, pod, podcast, right?
0: Yes. It yeah. has just tremendous. This is a broadcast read. radio show. Broadcast. Honey. All I'm right. so sorry. That's all right. Sorry. That's all right. My ego can take it. Let's <laughs> talk a little bit about, you mentioned holiday. I mean, what specifically is going on? I see more printouts for holiday stuff.
2: We got holiday stuff going on. So, what we, do you got? We just did our Thanksgiving dinner. We smoked and fried over 70 turkeys. Mm-hmm. And for this uh, holiday dinner, so you could pick it up on the 23rd or the 24th. Can you so get high
0: smoking your turkey? Still, <laughs> um. <laughs> It's actually legal now. <laughs> uh,
2: so this uh, for this holiday season, uh, dinner for four for 175 dollars.
5: You get to oh, pick your
2: honey baked ham, a smoked ribeye, or a grilled salmon with a dill cream sauce. It comes with like cornbread, mac and cheese, uh, Brussels fixings. sprouts, chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookies, and we give you reheating instructions so you reheat it at home. Put it in your own dishes. Lie to your family. I'm, for lying. I'm a big believer in uh, Your mac and
0: cheese is memorable, too. Oh, okay. No, Ken,
2: no, 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 no. I mean, your mac and cheese is no.
0: fine. Ken Levy and I
1: cornbread. shaking. You know I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. The cornbread. The cornbread, <laughs> I mean, I have no control. I'm like, nom, nom, yeah, nom, I eat nom. the cornbread so pretty frequently. Me also, too, yeah. yeah, you look like you
2: eat a lot of the cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> also, to deal with your family.
0: And it looks are... like you just beat the crap out of so. Um <laughs> uh, To
2: deal with your uh, um, your family this holiday season were uh, preparing uh, packaged cocktail kits and hangover cures. Mm-hmm. So you can get a Bloody Mary cocktail kit. I feel like there's uh, a little gauntlet thrown here as I'm imbibing on the
1: cocktail. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know we've, Jane Jane Ra- is covering that. Right. Uh, but Ra- Ra- you can Ra- it down Ralph would do it like there. taking
0: copious notes. If and- <laughs> <laughs> you
2: can't make it down there, just order one for pickup and then you're <laughs> – Good to deal with all the family so drama. So are they, are they, like, uh, pre-made
1: or you make your own?
2: You make your own. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come with, for example, our London Dry Gin is going to come with some, some gin, the sparkling wine, lemon, and simple syrup. We give you a little cocktail instructions with your garnish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then depending on how strong you want to make it, you can get, you know— About eight servings out of the cocktail. So you you could share it if you want, or you could just. (laughs) Or if you're one of those
0: people sitting home alone for the holidays, you get schlunkered and eat a bunch of food. That's right. I like it.
1: Um, And then you also have hangover cures. Yeah, so that's, I mean, classic mimosa,
2: Bloody Mary. You need those electrolytes. Yeah,
0: but you got to talk about this. Okay. Okay. Game day.
2: Yeah. Game day. Oh, right. I love college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. We're ramping up the season. Ed is a huge football fan. There's yeah. so many great Washington sports teams. So you can um, basically pre-order your game day spread, and we've got chicken wing sampler platters, barbecue sampler platters, and also the Go Big and Stay Home, which is Get Texas brisket, pulled mm. pork, ribs, wings. wings, cornbread, everything. You come, come and- pick it up. What does that cost? That guy is ninety dollars. That's nothing. No, that's not no all that's that's not that bad. we,
6: we no. really priced it aggressively. Um so, so come get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> a pre order, come pick driven. it up. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So I just wanna say that all this information will be on the list are you, on you don't have to take notes, uh, so you're able to place the orders easily. <laughs> but tell everybody where they can find you, please, on uh Instagram.
2: We are at all set dtss mm-hmm. for downtown Silver, Silver Spring. Spring. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are at Money Muscle BBQ. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank, you, for you. thank you for having us. So, thank you so much, Nicky.
1: All right, Ralph, Drew, and JP, come back up to the so, mic. Her- we want to talk about the drink you first poured because there's a story to it. Yes. Who's going to tell it? The, the
5: Which gin. one? The, the Gin Sook I'll let Ralph talk about come
1: that. Come on. Somebody's got to get up to the mic. We only have so much time. <laughs>
5: How dare you? Okay, so uh,
4: we uh, we named this cocktail after uh, our first uh, one-star Yelp review. <laughs> Which uh, in which our dear friend JP and mixologist was uh, coined agent uh,
5: was was alleged to have called someone a gin soaked felon. I was acu- they accused me of treating them like a gin soaked felon because he literally I asked for his ID like five times and he kept on giving me his credit card. And I was like, so that's your credit card. That's not your ID. <laughs> and then after I tried everything within my like heart to genuinely turn the situation around. Gave him a gift card. Said, "Please come back when I feel more comfortable serving you." So him. was he wasted? He was he hammered was out of his under, mind. Under oh, came okay. back and then didn't. Took a sixty dollars gift card from us and then the next day uh, gave us a one star Yelp review and said, "If you want to be treated like a gin soaked felon, you should go to Jane Jane." So I we made think that lemonade. Be
1: like
2: an eighteen.
1: It
5: was, a, it was a very beautifully written one star review. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was missing two <laughs> commas and one hyphen, but otherwise it was beautiful. <laughs>
2: Picky, picky,
0: picky.
5: Um, Um, Can we talk a little bit? Well, I don't know how much time we have, but I just wanted to talk real quickly about some of the the things you're drinking right now. Um, There are some tequila shots. I know it's a little early. Nah, bring Um, them over, kid. um, It's the holidays. We wanted to bring this in because it was so special. It's a highly allocated bottle of tequila. um, Super old. One of the top tequilas in the world right now. I think it's in the top five. It's called um, La Fortaleza, um, the Reposado. Um, it's very difficult to find. We were only like it's so highly allocated. Only uh, every bar is only allowed to order like six to twelve bottles, depending on hmm. who you know, and you can't order anything. Is it one of those of
0: owned by a rock star? Or is it a real? Tequila? No, it's a real, real house. Okay. It was
5: actually from the eighteen hundreds. They had to shut it down because it was too intricate of a way to create or make tequila, and then they this reopened it. This is the
0: it. tequila that made General Santana think that he could take Texas. Did mm. you know that?
5: No, I didn't. Did you, is you that for just real? Made it up. Oh, I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so I actually poured some little shots for everybody to just taste the tequila on its, it's own delicious. because it's so difficult to find, and I thought, why not? Thank you. And then we make a lovely Oaxacan um, old fashioned with it. Um, instead of agave, we use a little maple syrup um, and uh, some orange and angostura bitters. All right. It's delightful. Well,
1: so you know, your menu is really extensive. <sighs> yeah. Um, for a little cocktail bar, very that. Um, was that intentional? Because I feel like you know sometimes these cocktail bars like. That uh, uh, Ralph and Drew were talking about earlier, you know, have much smaller menus. So they're not as uh,
0: large.
5: Yeah. So I do think. Well, we Ralph and Drew will make fun of me sometimes because I do. I'm a. I'm very. You should have just stopped
0: with sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes.
5: Uh-huh. Uh, no. I'm very passionate about classic cocktails, and I think that the majority of the classic cocktails that you're familiar with, like the martini and the Negroni and the Old Fashions, which are absolutely delightful. Um, are, are not necessarily hard to make, but, you know, like, you don't need a lot of ingredients. You don't need an extensive bar. You don't need 500 bo- uh, bottles of spirit behind your bar no, to because, have an extent. Like, there's so many the amazing method, right. classic cocktails that people don't know about, like Martinez or a Pegu Club or, uh, a, well, I mean, sidecars. I feel like everybody knows a sidecar, but the Champs-Élysées, which is another classic shang- uh, cognac cocktail. Um, and so these don't really require, you know, an extensive bar. You could make a lot of really delicious cocktails um, with with just, like, the bare the, the the essential spirits. All right, can we get um, Ralph and Drew to pony up
0: real quick here, guys? The most important question here, and I mean this is <laughs> serious. Come on. What if you can here, Ralph? Here, Drew. All right, who the hell is Jane Jane? Sorry, I pointed uh, out at Ralph because it's
4: his mom. Does he Ralph stutter? To talk about is that, oh, okay? I, I, <laughs> uh, Jane Jane is my mom's nickname and mm-hmm. family. And uh, why so is it? My husband. Uh, it is because. Probably narcissistic reasons. Oh. Uh, she wants all children in the world to know her name. So as, you as know, repetition as, is the
0: essence of humor, exactly. You know, as toddlers, say she'll say, nonsense. "Now what's my name?"
4: And the child will look at her blankly, and she'll say, "Jane Jane 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 Jane." <laughs> and so, uh, oh,
0: well, are you it, damaged? It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: It explains. I've talked about this a lot in therapy. Um, and so it's 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 stuck as her nickname. Uh, even my husband Drew here, uh, everyone calls her Jane Jane. And when we were coming up with a so name— are we
1: now going to start calling you Drew Drew?
4: Drew Drew,
5: yeah. Actually, uh,
4: the nieces and nephews call me Doo-Doo. So oh. uh, we like we like doubling. But, 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 but that's another show and another story. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> she, she is just the uh, quintessential host. She She's never met a stranger. And when we were thinking about the style of hospitality we want to create at Jane Jane, uh, her name just kept coming up, and we decided to name it after her. She thinks it's in a monument to her, which it's not, but— uh,
1: Let mom think whatever she wants to think. All right, well, when we come back, we'll talk about, because it's not just, it is a cocktail bar, but there are snacks, which are obviously important. Uh, Snacks are good, too. Snacks are good. Uh, This is David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All
0: right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're going to change subjects and focus for a minute to talk about one of my favorite things, and that is USDA Prime. Tommy Titoris and Matt Crowley are two guys that I've gotten to know through my business, and they are the power and the the muscle behind Chicago State Company. And the long and short of it, it's direct delivered, direct to the consumer, the highest quality meats, and I'm not saying this to, you know, to puff them up. I mean, it is the highest quality USDA you can get. It's what served in the best steakhouses around the country: St. Elmo's, okay, Morton's. Right. Well, I'm just saying that because I've eaten, I've eaten their steaks, well, and so we I, and we. But I feel like I you're know.
1: you're you're burying the saying, lead here. I'm
0: not burying the lead. You are. I'm going to bury you. No, okay. I I just want to, you know, sort of set that up because there are lots of people that go direct to consumer and advertise. These guys have. The best of the best, and that's well, why I got to know them. So right. how did it
7: start? How First did you all, guys start? Well, you know, we entered into the e-commerce space around 2007. Our goal was to bring— you But know, were you a state company at that point? Yes. Our, our goal was to bring, you know, the best butchers in, in the United States to every consumer in America, and we've delivered on that promise. We're bringing— the ultimate steak experience to homes in all fifty states across the U.S. and Canada.
1: Okay, but where did your love of steak begin? What was oh God. it that you? I mean, uh, let's back up a little bit. Okay, like, where did you guys start with that, and what were you looking for? Did in somebody the- named
7: Jane Jane say? Finish <laughs> your meal. Let me, let me first say the drinks are amazing. You guys have Jane Jane's has the best drinks, but it started with a passion uh, with steaks with my family in the restaurant business. We were in the steak business when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I've been about around beef my entire life, and uh, you know. There's nothing better than USDA Prime. It is the ultimate in
1: Can you explain to people who maybe don't really understand the categorization of USDA Prime? Because there is a lot of meat out there right now, whether you go to a butcher or you go to a farmer's market. You know, grass fed pasture raised. A lot of confusion. There's a, there's a lot of terminology. but So I don't know where USDA Prime fits into that. So it's
7: interesting. Thank you for bringing it up because, you know, that's the whole reason we created Steak University is to educate consumers because there is so much confusion out there. When you go to your local grocery store, you might be getting choice, but it's not aged. You're not getting prime unless you go to a really high end grocery store, and even that might not be aged. So what does
1: that mean? So so prime is is the top. Is it a bad cow? Like what's going on? (laughs) It's
7: just it's just not as marbled, you know. So so a prime steak is the top two percent of beef in the U.S. and it's it's allowed to get that natural marbling that cooks into the steak when you cook it, which makes it superior to any other steak. And you know when you go in a grocery store and you see that bright red steak without the marbling. That's not prime. But what, why
0: is marbling important? Because, because fat and juice is Correct.
7: Correct. Those flecks of marble, you know, some people think fat is bad, but not all fat is bad. Those flecks of marble actually cook into the steak when you're grilling it. And, I mean, I know I've, we've got a chef in here somewhere, but that makes He's the, the best gym. steaks right. in the world. Right. You know, USDA Prime, like your Morton's, your Roof Chris's, those steaks rely on Prime, and that's what we serve. We're bringing okay. those high-end steakhouses into every home in America.
1: Okay. Now, can Prime also – be, it has to be, who gives it that?
7: The USDA. The U- USDA. U- so United every States state Department has to of go through
1: their, like, is it like a DOCG, like in Italy? Oh, yeah. Like it has to you, get you'd be surprised. Accredited. In our facilities,
7: we have a USDA inspector on site at all times. Wow. And so it's, it's a rigorous process. I mean, to get that highly awarded, you know, top 2% of beef USA Prime, it's mm-hmm. not easy to get. I mean, that really is the best.
1: And so when you guys were entering the beef market, not for restaurants, but for the consumer, was that it feels like a very saturated, ha, 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 a saturated market. It, was it hard to break into to to get to an educated consumer who can understand the kind of product you were serving? It
7: was at first, but once we started educating consumers, it was easier and easier. And once we won the Great Steak Debate Award, uh, hosted by Iron Chef Mark Figione at the mm-hmm. American Cut Steakhouse of Manhattan, New York, we won the People's Choice Award. They brought in 120 people, did a blind uh, test against the top steak purveyors in the country. So who did you beat? Uh, We beat Omaha Steaks. We beat uh, Del Campos. We beat uh, uh, quite a few companies, Kansas City Steak Company. I mean, we brought home the People's Choice Award. And from there, our business just surged.
1: Wow. And so now now when people go to your site and um, they have the opportunity to take the university – course, which I actually love. Did you put that together and what were what were you guys trying to do with that? Because I feel like that should be on the road.
7: So Steak University is amazing. Um, we have so much content. we have millions of viewers a year and we have invited host chefs and I know we've got one here maybe we can bring him on sometime right. That's a
2: good um, idea. but
7: host chefs will write recipes, we do how-to videos. Um, we write articles about everything that has to do with steak uh, in part to educate them. But also so that they, you know, consumers can find the best recipes for a party or a grill out. Steak mm. is sort of a
0: generic term for all those cuts of meat. I mean, Matt, let's bring you in. Here. I mean, you guys have uh, a, a horn of plenty a, amount of choices on there. Everything from, I love tomahawks because I just love the thought of that, <laughs> to, you know, fillets and all of that. I mean, what, what, what's the breadth and depth of the different cuts?
8: Sure. So, you know, we offer the middle meats, which are going to be, you know, the ribeyes. We've got the New York strips. We've got filet mignons. You mentioned the tomahawk. That's definitely one of my favorites. You know, it's essentially a, a bone and ribeye, but with a bone, that extends, you know, 12, 14, right. 16 you inches. <laughs> you think of a, a Fred Flintstone right. type yeah, of steak. A brontosaurus, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, T-Bone's Porterhouse, and uh, all of our product, like Tom said, is we, we just focus on quality. And um, Steak University, you know, just to piggyback on what we were talking about, it's something that uh, we're really passionate about because we believe that an educated uh, consumer is going to ultimately enjoy the product more. Now, we certainly hope they buy from us, but at the same time, whether or not they do, we're dedicated to that mission to teach people. What's the difference between a, uh, a fresh cut of steak and an aged steak? Mm-hmm. You know, an aged steak actually is going to be more tender more juicy, more flavorful because of that aging process, which allows it to to break down. I
1: think you bring up a really interesting point. You know, and I don't want to generalize, but I do think people in America have this fear of things going bad, right? Like there is a real fear that food will spoil. So the aging process is a concern for Americans who are not educated on it because they think, well, if I let it sit in my fridge for days, it's good get moldy. That's a then, great, great right? point. So like, how do you age yours? And then how do you explain that process to people?
8: Yeah, again, that, that's a great, uh, great point. I appreciate you bringing that up. The mm-hmm. The aging process, uh, the way that we do that actually is going to take place before uh, the product um, is cut and then flash frozen. And so when we do the aging process, it's done in a temperature controlled environment so that the product's ultimately going to be safe and And okay to consume. But then we flash freeze it and vacuum seal it, which locks in that flavor and that quality. So that when you get the product delivered from Chicago State Company, it's going to be shipped in coolers on dry ice. And you can just put it in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Or you can, you know, thaw that out, a slow thaw in the refrigerator. But the the quality is going to be uh, locked in. And what does
1: the aging process do to the meat? Like why why age? What's the point of it? Like like a fine wine. Sure, that's a
8: great um, analogy. And uh, you know, there's two different types of aging. You've got dry aging and wet aging. And and dry aging is going to be that old world style of aging where you allow the uh, the the steak to sit out in a again temperature controlled environment, but it's actually sitting out where it's exposed to the air. Mm -hmm. And so what's going to happen is that uh, those connective tissues are going to break down, and it's going to become a more juicy, more flavorful steak. Um, but with dry aging, it's going because it's exposed to air, you're going to have uh, what we call shrinkage, where you know you have a, a 10-pound piece of beef that ultimately is going to shrink down to less than 10 pounds. So it's going to result in a, a more intense flavor, a nuttier flavor than uh, wet aging, which is a, a newer way of aging where you actually age the beef in the vacuum-sealed package so it doesn't have that shrinkage. But two different styles, but ultimately the, the end result is going to be a more tender, more uh Flavorful, more juicy steak. Right, I'm
0: going to take us to a slightly in a slightly different direction because it show's foodie and the beast. So it makes sense that at home <laughs> Nikki does the cooking and I do the dishes, right? That would be you know true to form. Um, so I don't know how she does it, but you know, Steak University has recipes and how to videos and all of that. The whole thing of reverse searing, I think, is, is I know mis-
1: I only reverse sear. I know, but it's
0: it's a mystery to me. But I, let's talk about that because I think people are. All I know is what, what it tastes like. It I tastes, think Nikki knows okay. what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> she knows I mean, she married me didn't so <laughs> saying, yes, I started sorry, reverse
1: searing maybe like four years ago, and I remember the first time I did it. I was like, "What have I been doing wrong with my life?" Like, it's a no brainer. It's it's a no brainer, but people are so nervous about it because, again, not different from other. Th- things that we constantly hear on repeat. The the way to cook a steak is always like sear it, seal the juices in, and then figure out what happens inside. But, like, with the reverse sear, you, it's a slow and low cook. It's easy. And then the whole thing is the same color, which is a little scary at first because you're like, it's all pink. It's a cook. But then you just sear it. I I, I can't look, even believe get a, how good it is.
7: You, get, Nikki, you get a, a two-inch tomahawk steak, okay? That's how and I cook you, and you do tomahawk. From, from Chicago Steak <laughs> Company. From Chicago Steak Company. And it's aged. It cuts like butter when it's cooked right. It's just amazing. So how do you do it? You so, guys, so you hmm, put it, it – you look, you heat a 250-degree oven. You preheat Eat it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. put an iron skillet in there, and I know I've got a chef around here somewhere. But you you, you 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 throw the skillet in, and you you cook it slow and low, 250 degrees. And your ideal temperature, you know, me I like a mid rare steak. That's about 135 degrees. You put the steak in, and you let it slow cook to about maybe 15 to 20 degrees before your desired temp. Mm-hmm. So you for 135 degrees medium rare, you want to get it to about eh, maybe 119 120. Um, at the same time, your iron skillet is heating up. Now, you pull that iron skillet out, you put it on your stovetop, get it as hot as you can. And this is great for washing Remember, <laughs> Remember to wear gloves. Remember to wear gloves. And look, it's the best thing to do when there's snow out and you don't want to break out your grill. Get that iron skillet as hot as you can. Put a high smoke point oil on the grill. Uh, pull out your tomahawk at about 120 degrees. It's easy, it's perfectly cooked in the middle. Throw it on the iron skillet, uh, it's going to sear quick. Right. And it's going to get caramelization, which also, is really the key. A all right, but,
1: pro tip, turn your fan on.
7: Absolutely. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> a, that know, fire
1: alarm is going, going, to, go going to go off. off. Your
7: but house is question. going to smell like a steakhouse. Not everybody
0: has a grill with a temp control or, or an oven. That, some are cooking on Weber, you know,
1: Use uh, a thermometer.
7: With, uh, yeah. you know, is that yeah. all no, you do? And those yeah, fabulous a
1: um, electric like. Radar thermometers. Are oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are
7: easy too. Yeah. So once you finish it on that grill, this is the key. A lot of people don't realize this. This is kind of a trick for chefs, right? You you pull it off right about five degrees before your finished temp. So about one hundred thirty degrees. You let it sit for about five minutes, and you throw some butter on top of it. Let it melt on top of the steak. Let it sit, and boy, when your customers come in, they will, or when your folks come in and your guests, they'll think that's the best steak they've ever had.
1: Okay not you. It sounds right.
0: as easy as it so gets. So, last thing I want to cover with you, I mean, listen, it has become commonplace and ordinary for direct to consumer. I mean, you know, you order your steak and, you know, from you know, Chicago Steak Company and it's there, you know, overnight and it's ready to go and all that. But it wasn't always that way. I mean, it used to be that the the top chefs would get their stuff overnighted. You mm-hmm. know, Alain Ducasse would Ducasse mm-hmm. would get it, you know, his Thai shrimp, or I'm making this up, but, you know, overnighted on ice because he had to have it in his fine dining restaurant. But now we can all get it. Is that, I mean, that must have been the boon to your business right there. You ship through what, UPS?
7: Yeah, we do ship through UPS, and it's as easy as it gets. For last-minute holiday gifts, you can't go wrong with MyChicagoSteak.com. Use Beast 20. Uh, to get 20% off, minute, we made that... that special promo code for you. I love you, Tom. Because we know you love the Tomahawk. <laughs> you know. And and look, we're shipping all over the country. We've got people working 24 hours a day. We will not fail you. Order from us and send it to your family, your friends, and they will love you for it.
1: So do you guys – I'm just sort of curious because right now what's really hot is subscriptions. Are you guys doing that?
7: We do actually have a subscription type. Because that's uh, model. a really
1: good gift. Oh yeah, I think. you know I, what I mean. You send that it every ma- couple months. Yeah, every month. Like it's every just month. a reminder throughout the year. I love that. I think that's a
7: you know, and our smart. products are available through Costco, Amazon, but I mean, really, uh, you get the great deals when you come to our website so directly. Before we
1: wrap up, I do um, have one more question. We talked about sort of the big cuts that everybody is familiar with. Are you a proponent of, or do you find it necessary to? let the consumer know about sort of the lesser cuts
7: oh absolutely Do you know what i mean state like, university has so much education on you know filet mignon is really tender mm-hmm. right but a bone and ribeye is just so flavorful right it loves it but what about a like bite. terra
1: madres like you know these like like 10 years ago some of those other cuts became a little more popular in Flank restaurants. State, skirt, well it's steak, like and then you know sure. uh, with the love of steak frites you know what i mean like a hanger and etc we or, have them all. Um, Flat iron. So – but I feel like that only depends on where you live. So do you sort of continue that? Like you, sh- if you like this, you should try this. Well, you're giving
7: me an idea for our next piece of content. Okay. I mean that's great. That would be a great article for us to write about, especially mm-hmm. regionally. But uh, we have everything. You'll get our bill. <laughs> you know, and, and here's the other thing. Um, we also have Wagyu. Mm. Uh, which is highly, you know, desirable. But is it
1: American Wagyu?
7: It's actually uh, we have actually American and Australian, and we teach you the difference between the two. Oh, yeah, so we we actually have all of well, that.
1: Believe it or not, we've had a lot of Wagyu in our lives in the last yeah.
0: week. I
7: yeah, guess. oh, it's great. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 something people love. But look, I can't I can't stress the prime is really where it's at. That is the absolute well, best.
0: Okay. Uh, this, we're not blowing smoke here because we've had it's your time prime. For a break. Wait a minute, we're gonna mm-hmm. take the break. Those steaks were awesome. We do. That's the best ribeye. I'm did glad you enjoyed that. it. We That's did. the best ribeye reverse <laughs> seared I've ever Excellent. had. I was going
1: to say, I do think it had something to do with the way I cooked it, but that aside. <laughs> uh, okay. Can you give everybody your uh, website or your uh, Instagram account, please?
8: Absolutely. You can go to mychicagostake.com and then on Instagram, we're at Chicago Steak Company. Excellent.
1: Thank you guys cool. so much. That this is uh, David and Nikki Nellis, Fooding the Beast. We are um, boosting it up in studio. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast" with David, and Nikki, Nellis, and we've got the Jane Jane Boys boys back on the microphone. <laughs> I couldn't mm. help it. Jane Jane is good, good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, know. This grasshopper is. Okay,
1: got me so jumping. JP, when you guys were putting this menu together, obviously you have the classic cocktails. Is the grasshopper a classic cocktail?
5: The grasshopper is actually a classic cocktail. We switched it up a little bit. The grasshopper traditionally, the classic, does not have um, fernet menth. Uh, which is a a mint Amaro that we add to it to just give it a little body and a little extra something. Um, But it is technically a a classic cocktail. We do have it in our house features just because it is a little bit different. I think it's the next espresso martini. Don't quote me, but I feel like the espresso martini is still at its peak. But I think after it's really having its moment. But then after that, maybe... Maybe the grasshopper you can should have talk a, to a Sam, moment. Sam Nellis about the espresso. I, <laughs> I'm, right? I'm aware. I I've spoken to Sam Nellis about it. He's um, home slashing his wrist right um, now.
1: <laughs> but to me, it's it's like dessert. Yeah,
0: Do
5: you know it's what I definitely mean? Yeah. yeah. We are. I, I did want to also feature things that kind of remind me of the holidays, and I feel like the grasshopper is one of those things that after dinner, um, on Christmas Eve, if you're with your family, grasshopper is just a great thing to sip on. Uh, similarly, you also have a coquito, which is a traditional Puerto Rican. Um, after dinner drink. Um, that was so good. It's so delicious. It's a little. I mean, it's a. It's a, it's our version of eggnog. Um, I grew right. up on this.
1: So um, now so. I just want to interrupt because when we talked about the coquito off air, both Ralph and Drew were like eggnog, which mm. I totally concur with. I did not grow up or had eggnog in my life, so I think I had it for the first time maybe like a couple of years ago. But in my head, I was like, why would I? Yeah, drink but coquito that? is.
0: Gr- I mean, it's. I, I would gargle you, with have it, you have you moved delicious. further? Yeah. Like, are
1: you on board with it?
0: With a coquito, yes, a hundred percent. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I only think of eggnog like on the milk shelf next to milk. And yeah. you just like buy a carton and pour it in no, a glass It's Safeway, right? Yeah. No, this is different. But coquito's got.
5: I don't think I've ever had eggnog. Oh, uh, admission. Sorry, it's okay. Then it is girl. my mission to make y'all love <laughs> all right, well, eggnog. No, no, I'm
0: you. I love
1: it. I'm no, no, no. Minority. I want to talk about the design. Let's just quickly go to the design because you guys, it's a tiny space. But you really had something in mind when you put it together. So can we talk about the execution of the design?
4: Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, We worked with Edit Lab to design the space. We were actually presented with a space which is, I think, 850 square feet. So it's tiny. It's tiny. Um, you
1: pack a lot in there, I might mm-hmm. say. We,
0: yeah. I would and never have said it was even that big. That's like the size of four offices. It yeah. doesn't even seem that big.
4: We have a friend who works for Whitman Walker and said uh, it approached us with it. And we basically created this concept around this tiny space. And we spoke with Edit Lab, and they were just phenomenal and thought more is more in a small space. And we had to make use of every inch of it and wanted to create something that was just like a big hug like you walk in and it's nostalgic oh, it's uh, I know I know uh, and it, it's it's known uh, it's notable for its uh wood paneling everywhere and the the design style kind of is a little bit all over this place in terms of like six there's some you know uh, 60s elements there's some
0: um, art have the deco. vintage yeah
1: you have the vintage glass you have the really fun wallpaper the wallpaper is cool is so great you know it has such a like uh it, it's a very sort of it's bold retro mm-hmm. it's bold it's only bold to you
0: yeah i don't, I don't think why.
1: it's bold when you're in there because i think it's she's sort accusing
0: of... you of being drab and dull i think that's
5: yeah yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I th- sorry go. Go, no no please no i was gonna say like no, when no, you please. saw when we saw the swatch of because the uh, the design team again to reiterate ralph um it, the design team was absolutely amazing and they have such a great eye and vision, but they showed us the swatch of the, the wallpaper. And if you only see this, this wallpaper and, and just like a two-by-two, two, like, block, it, it just, in a smaller scale, it seems so loud. And then when you put it up in a wall, it's very Spreads different. It, it's a, it really... Right. So I'm
1: quickly, a, no, we have to talk food. Quickly. I want to talk food okay. because
5: you, you serve all this great alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to serve food. You can't not sure. do that. But the food is so good and so much fun and really kind, so simple. Yeah. But it's... So how does all that happen?
5: So, um, again, as Ralph said, the space is super tiny. It's 850 square feet. And as we were kind of like designing this concept and thinking about, okay, we're going to do a cocktail bar. Bites are going to be important. Um, But what people usually don't think about is the equipment that you're allowed to have in spaces. So in D.C., for example, you don't have a hood. We can't have a fryer and things like that. So you kind of have to design a menu that fits all of that bar, the, the bar standard, which is like you want crunchy, salty, crispy like, savory food while you're Mm -hmm. drinking. Um, And I feel like the the biggest, the the most quintessential bar snack is French fries. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have a fryer, you have to kind of, like, recreate that sensation of, like, crunchy, salty. And so we have things that uh, kind of also lend themselves to the space itself as far as, like, the nostalgic um, aspect of it. So we have, like, um, onion dip that uh, is – So good. It's, like – it's like a crack. It's amazing. Right. Um, and <laughs> then some Nothing pimento. No, 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 no <laughs> sorry. Um, it's pimento, pimento cheese. Um, we work with um,
0: – Well, wait. Some, let's stay with the pimento because that's my favorite. Is that something you guys make or do you source it from somewhere? No, we make
5: everything God, in-house. It is perfect. Yeah. We've we looked
4: make... into – we mentioned our pop-up before, Dot Spot, yes. where we also served this pimento cheese, and it was popular enough that we were like, well, it, it,
0: it is. is. I mean, it's yeah. worth going to – Jane Jane's drinks are great, but that – it's very like yummy. Yeah, it.
5: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We also have, yeah. It's it's probably the it's actually the most popular food item. The pimento cheese is the the, the what gets ordered the most. Um, well, yeah, we, you know,
1: DC likes to think that it's southern. Yeah. So I I to, I mean I love it. It's delicious. Yeah. But I mean that's I talked about another thing that. I did not grow up with. I didn't know what that was the first time either. Yeah. Um,
0: Nikki grew up
5: wearing glass slippers every day. <laughs> in case you didn't know. I grew know. up where people were a little different. Well, we have um, we have there's ca- there's also some trout row caviar on the menu. Right, which That's me. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. You have my number. Um, White glove caviar. Yeah, okay. uh. So
1: yes. All right. So now you guys have a lot of things you're doing for the holidays. Yes, let's talk about it. One, your New Year's Eve special sounds amazing. Sure, so let's hear it. I'm
5: going to start with the drinks because I think you have some in front of you right now. As I said earlier, on the coquito, which is a classic Puerto Rican um, after dinner uh, drink, we'll also have some glúvine as well as um, Spiked cider, and we're going to be selling large format. Um, cocktails, So they're going to be by the half gallon. Um, they're going to be priced at $100. You get somewhere between like 15 to 18 cocktails per half gallon. It's perfect when you're hosting friends and you want something to have guests sip on as they're arriving. It's also great if you're visiting somebody and you don't want to bring a, like everybody just brings a, a bottle of wine. Why not bring a, a full cocktail for the party I love um, to that start idea. with? Um, and, and, again, and, and the coquito itself, I think, again, being raised in Puerto Rico, that is something that you gift. Um, like, everybody shows up to your house, um, even if you're just, like, dropping by and you just gift them some some now, coquito are you going to
0: sell it to be gifted? I mean, how does it work? Yes. You
5: can sell yeah. I will sell it to you with a straw if you want to drink it whole. Right. I don't. I drink it. Okay. I'm
0: drinking it right now. Tell what you're now. doing
1: for New Year's Eve because
3: you have one uh, minute.
5: All right. So, New Year's Eve, we are doing um, – we will be open to the public for the bar, and then our um, booths as well as tables are going to be reservation only from 10 p.m. Right. to 2 a.m. to bring in the new year in the most so baller way possible. Can you, can you possible. occupy
0: a 10 and stay till 2, I assume? Oh, so, it is. So, so we're selling a
5: package. It. It's 350 per person, all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-eat, champagne, caviar, baller. Jane Jane, everything, like, great music, great vibes. And because we don't have a TV in the space, uh, we are working on a very creative, under wraps uh, way
4: to watch the ball, the ball drop. Right. Or to maybe to not watch it, ball. but to drop a ball <laughs> at midnight. So,
2: you know, so you're going to say afterwards there. that your ball dropped. Right. <laughs> okay,
0: your words are okay right. you just gave
1: them the tagline.
0: The <laughs> Come watch our ball drop. Okay. Okay. Come drop a ball. Right. I had a dachshund hey, that hey, had that hey. problem, actually. Okay,
1: yeah. gentlemen, can you tell us, please, where we can find you online? And on Instagram, please.
4: Uh, our Instagram handle is JaneJaneDC DC, uh, and that's pretty much our handle everywhere. Actually, Jane Jane on Jane Twitter, DC? yeah, we're Website, we're active all Jane over Jane the Jane place. Jane. We're very social. Excellent. All right. <laughs> you guys
0: created. Really, the May perfect cocktail it bar. It's time to wrap it up. All right, so we're done. Wrap yes. it up.
1: Okay. So we want to thank all of you for joining us here today uh, on Foodie and the Beast. You know you can find out everything you heard today on the list, are you on it.com, the online e that tells, not sells, everything happening in the D.C. metro area. Is that of a course, oh. Of course, you want to follow me at n y c c i n e l l i s on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget Industry Night on Real Fun DC, Tuesdays at 7 p.m., a deeper dive into what's happening in the D.C. metro area. Uh, And, of course, we want to thank you all for joining us. So much delicious things to do in this city. Check it all out. Have a drink. Eat. Be safe, though. Wear a mask if you're asked. Remember, there are staff shortages still, so be kind to your servers uh, and be careful out there. Everybody have a delicious week.